Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, fine, fine sponsor of the Geek Show Podcast, geekshowpodcast.com. And uh, we're here, I'm here, uh, Carrie, with uh, Jeff and Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is a big Tron fan. Tron. And so we're going to introduce Jimmy to Dr. Volt's Comics because of the new Tron comic book coming out. So what you need to do, Jimmy, yes, first of all, go down to Dr. Volt's at 2043 East, 3300 South, walk up to the front desk and, and say, Geek Show says hey! At which point they'll reply, hey, to Geek Show. Now, you don't have to do that to open a hold no. at Dr. Volt's, but it would be nice. Now, uh, you open a hold, it's free. <gasps> they give you a number, and you say, I want all the Tron comics. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And they'll me. get them for you. Yes, yes, by hold they mean they hold the comics mm-hmm. when they come in on Wednesdays in, that in, you've ordered. In other uh, places, it's called a pull or things right. like that. But uh, it's it's no charge at Dr. Volt's, which is also a special thing. Yeah. Dr. Volt's Comics also uh, gets in uh, toys, action figures, uh, T-shirts, statues, posters, games, all that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever Mexican kind of... Coke. <laughs> yes, and the Mexican Coke is probably the most popular. 2043 East, 3300 South. And you can buy Geek Show T-shirts there. Geek Show says hey to Dr. Volt's Comics. Oh, don't blame Dan for the music. It's my choice. I'm sitting down here in the basement of the Geek Show Podcastle. Hi, it's me, Carrie, your morning radio host on x96.com. And uh, I want to tell you about PCLaptops.com and Dan Young, the Decimator desktop. This thing is amazing. It is the most powerful. Even Dan is afraid of this. He's afraid he has unleashed something from the... It is, he told me, the most powerful desktop that he and his guys have ever built. Lifetime service and parts warranty. Nobody does that. Just an amazing business. Been there 15 years. And uh, what you should do is take in your whatever you have. He doesn't care. Scan it for viruses and spyware, and they'll give you a free systems evaluation. And I'm betting you'll be a friend of Dan the Laptop Man by the time you leave. Telling you right now, PCLaptops.com. This very podcast recorded on my wonderful PC laptop. So go and see him. He's a Microsoft Gold certified partner. That is impressive. PCLaptops.com. I love Dan the Laptop Man. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, its management, owners, or employees. And once again, not in the basement. Not at all. Nope. Uh, we just uh, transport from Brian, place to place. Brian was telling me that he misses, he misses being in the basement. Uh, but we are at uh, Larry H. Miller uh, Theaters. Uh, this is uh, Jordan Commons, right? Megaplex yes. 17. Megaplex 17. We're in the director's suite. Yep. And uh, we're uh, here for the uh, Tron night. Ooh, you know what I just realized? Uh, what's that? What's fascinating is three of us on the panel today have directed films. Oh. Mm. Well, I, I directed a, a slideshow. That's it. <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> Apropos. I made, I made the, the Death Star battle in my basement using slides and my, my Star Trek, uh, Star Wars toys. And uh, you know how I made the lasers? Uh-huh. How? S- kite string. Uh-huh. And uh, you, you get that neon uh, crayons. Right. And then black light, and they glow. <gasps> they still do that nowadays. They just charge millions for is it. it? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true because CGI actually stands for Crayola Generated Imagery. That's right. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Crayola 
generated imagery. I'm Go ahead a, and introduce yourselves while I write that down, because <laughs> that's, that's some big words. I'm on a roll. <laughs> and my name is Jeff Weiss from MSN's Parallel Universe. How about that, Yay. huh? Yeah, I know. He works for, like, big big people. Yeah, uh, I review movies for X96's Radio from Hell. Those and, the little people. And, <laughs> and the Mediocre Show. Oh and people. oh and I co-host a Comcast movie review show with my friend to my left, Jimmy Martin. Hey. <laughs> oh oh, well, let's, I, I guess we can put Scott Pierce down there, right? <gasps> Scott, we'll, 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 to come. will Scott Sorry, be? If I'm outside him, I clearly. Will Will Scott be in the shot if he's right there? Yes, he he will be. Okay, good. Because uh, <laughs> we're also uh, shooting this for uh, Comcast Channel One, Utah on Demand, and, and mm-hmm. Geek Show, all that. And we must have our most photogenic panel member that's right so scott, scott pierce, pierce has joined us so uh yeah we'll get we'll get you some yeah, headphones, headphones here. and extenders and help, help yourself we're, we're rolling so yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's like chuck-a-rama today you have to help yourself to yes things. we we had to get started right on time mm-hmm. uh because uh, we're going to be uh, seeing uh not the whole movie not the whole uh film uh tron uh, what, what's, what's it called? Tron Legacy. Legacy, Tron Legacy. thank you. Tron Legacy. Uh, we're going to see uh, like 20 minutes of it or something? Mm-hmm. 20-something sure, minutes. Make sure his mic is on there. And uh, he's, he's this cord here. And uh, that's <laughs> Mr. Scott Pierce, who is the uh, TV critic for the Salt Lake Tribune. Yay, Salt Lake Tribune! <laughs> Gave me a job! Yay! Yay. <laughs> He wants a job. He wants a job reviewing. Hey, I've TV even replied shows. to some emails from some people who listen to the podcast. Hey, I know. That's 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 nice. No, including us. I found him on Facebook the other day. I'm so glad that he is now <laughs> returning emails. I just think that's awesome. Oh my my snotty daughter says, Oh, when did you find out how Facebook works? I know, I saw that. That was yeah, me too. And I liked her comment. She's a jerk. I know. <laughs> but we love her. All right, thank you, Scott. Uh, Brian Young, Swank Motron from Big Shiny Robot. And the uh, comics guy for Huffington Post. That's true. I saw <laughs> yes. your review of uh, Emo Superman. Yes. On Huffington Post. It wasn't Post. bad. It was, uh, you mean Emo Superman or your yeah. review? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't ask, don't ask him to Ow. review his review. review. That's review my review. Well, I didn't think he, was, he meant like the right. I know the writing is poor in my review, but like it was a generally positive review of the book. Okay, and uh, Jimmy Martin, slugmag.com. He's film critic there and also the big movie mouth off, along with Jeff Weiss. Mm-hmm. And, and if I may make a suggestion, find the YouTube or Big Shiny Robot version of our review for My Soul to Take. Oh, Elias nailed it on this he one. He really did. He really did. <laughs> it's, I hate to... No, I don't hate to toot my own horn. I like to toot my own horn, and I'm saying toot, that toot. this is a really good review. Of a bad movie. Yep. He, very bad. He didn't movie. have much to work with. Uh, Jeff and Jimmy just kind of went in and they gave us about 45 no, seconds. No, Vice quit about five seconds into yeah. it. Yeah, because I had nothing left to say. What else is you, there to say but Wes Craven, you now suck? You, but, shot, you shot your load, did you? Yeah, but through adversity good. creates brilliance. Yes, <laughs> true. Uh, let's uh, thank our sponsors here really quick. Uh, of course, this uh, podcast could not happen without Dan the Laptop Man at PCLaptops.com. I saw that he's giving something away. I saw that on Facebook because oh, I went on the Facebook. He gave a car or something. Yeah. Oh, and, and a camper or something. And a camp- God, he gets all the good prizes. I agree. And, may, and What may, do we get, posters? We I, get posters of campers. Yeah. <laughs> and may I bear my testimony in favor of Dan Young? Yes. Uh, to start this new MSN gig, I needed a new laptop since... Another former employer, not to be named, <laughs> made, made me surrender mine, and I've, been, surrender. and I've been laptopless, and I contacted Dan by Facebook and by text message. How did you do that without a laptop? 
oh, by my phone. I have oh, a super cool. phone. Yeah. Super phone. Um, and he responded the very ne- next day and said, I'm going to talk to my people, which store you're going to go to. And lo and behold, I got up the next morning. There was a call from the, the store on 8 South and State Street, and they're like, how can we help you? They're, uh, they're super when it comes to service. And, of yeah. course, uh, they've been around for 15 years. And the that's why. Microsoft Gold Certified Partner. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Jeff. I um, know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I know. Go to PCLaptops.com. Also want to thank uh, our, uh, our other sponsors, TeleperformanceUSA.com. Uh, uh, if you want to work for a stable, growing company, they are hiring technical geeks and gurus to take inbound technical support calls. You won't be calling anyone. They will be calling you. And you There's get a, there would be a certain advantage to working for a stable, growing company, and, uh, I imagine. And, and, one of the, <laughs> and one of the things that they'll teach you, I think, at, uh, at uh, Teleperformance is uh, uh, be sure to explain to people that uh, the, there is no any key. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Press I talk, any key to continue? I, I talk Where the so, hell is the any I key? I talk to some of these guys, and that's what they, they always joke about, the uh. any key. Uh, get health benefits for, uh, after 30 days. Teleperformanceusa.com. Also, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. And Jimmy got his first comic books. Oh, yeah, he did. We're so proud of him. I also bought a Back to the Future 2 hat there. Yeah, Jimmy would like to bear his (laughs) testimony about Dr. Volts. You love it, don't you? (laughs) Love it. And uh, Hoops Vision Correction. Go to H-O-O-P-E-S vision.com. Remember that uh, girls don't make passes at geeks who wear glasses. All right. Sadly, it's true. It is true. Let's get underway. Where should we start? Where do you guys want to start? I've got a bunch of stuff, but I guess the big news at this moment, at the time of this recording... Mm -hmm is both superhero movie related there's the batman news and the captain america uh, cover of entertainment weekly both so which sweet. which would you like to uh, address first of all i'll let scott pierce decide <gasps> captain america because he's so dreamy oh he really is i think uh, this is a guy who loves captain america and i go in with a lot of reservations i'm not the biggest chris evans fan in the world mm-hmm. i'm really not i saw the picture on entertainment weekly I'm kind of sold. I'm still not sure about the fabric for the costume. It looks kind of canvassy. It might photograph good, and it probably <laughs> will, but that was a damn good photo. And there are follow-up photos, including Cap with the triangular shield on his back. The classic. Yeah, a picture of Hugo Weaving is Johann Schmidt, a.k.a. the Red Skull, before he gets turned into the Red Skull, and, man, he looks evil. Oh, of course. Yeah. Hugo Weaving, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, it, he doesn't have another look. I'm, I'm, uh, that's all he's got. <laughs> that and Elf. And Elf. Which, he looked like an evil elf to me, but that's, that's well, another story. Can yeah. I just ask a question? Does yeah. this mean that Captain America is going to be able to burst into flames? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be cool. Let me ask you uh, about the fabric thing. Now, uh, uh-huh. because I haven't seen the rest of the pictures. The, the cover is the updated uniform? It is. It is. Okay. Because uh, I was wondering if maybe that was part of the deal. Is it's a I, classic I th- uniform, but uh, I, I think it, there's. The cl- I think there are tweaks here and there. Is, is what the it classic looks like. uniform uh, just a little bit different from the? Uh, a, a, a little bit. I don't think he's wearing the helmet. I think it's closer to the Ultimates uniform. Oh, so kind of like a, a, a swimming cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> I like I like the helmet idea better myself, yeah. but. Anyway, you know, looking at that picture, though, I mean, from Fantastic Four to this, he he's matured. Yes, he's, he's, he's all grown like little, up. He doesn't look like a little kid anymore. Our little cap is all grown up. Yeah. Oh, well, and it, 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 it helps well, not everyone is like you, yeah. Jimmy. You know that never looks any older. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> it, it, it helps that he doesn't have a doucher haircut too for a change. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He has, he has a normal haircut, and he doesn't. I, I think that makes me 
think that he's not as much of a sweet bro. Oh, by the way, there's also a shirtless picture of him, too. That's what I was <gasps> going to say. The, the pictures on the interior actually have a bunch of, like, him in a military uniform, like a standard dress uniform, mm-hmm. him with his shirt off, the old school uniform, and, and he gives at least visually all the range of Captain America we'd want in mm. this one photo spread. Geek Show cool. says hey. Hey. <laughs> Geek Show says hey to Chris Evans. Huh? Uh, I hope he says hey back. I hope so. Uh, well, uh, this is uh, this is interesting because, as you know, I, I was never a fan of Kate. It's so strange how I've tr- pro- progressed, I guess, is mm-hmm. the, the best way to put it, from uh, lo- the characters I loved when I was younger to the ones that I love now. It's like it was all about Spider-Man back in the day. Right. And uh, now I'm, uh, it's Cap. And the Cap that I like isn't even Steve Rogers, in a way. It's, it's Bucky Cap that I love. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Iron Man. And it, well, now here's a question. Um, I'm wondering why they're hyping Cap so much right now. Are they afraid that if they hyped Thor that we'd get burned out? Is that what they're doing? Uh, no, I no, think no. Uh, Public-wise, I would say Captain America is almost a bigger character than yeah. Thor. So the, the public is yeah. going to get, who's not really into these kind of films, you'll get them pumped but up for Captain America. With, well, not only that, but the rumors are we're going to get the Captain America trailer this December. Oh, I didn't know with, that. With, with stuff. So they're starting the hype machine now as compared to Thor, which the hype machine already has been generated. Well, he already had his, he already had his issue of Entertainment Weekly, and he got his cover a month or two ago. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, now, we were talking this morning uh, about uh, – uh, let's see. What was the – you predicted yes. that the Avengers movie yeah. will be bigger than Avatar. I'm telling you. I am telling you. <laughs> did, did you and, hear and, that, Jimmy? I, I hope so. Three and, billion dollars? And, and people may scoff all they want to. Scoff. But it's the superhero movie everyone has been waiting for. Because all we've had so far are individual superheroes. That's true. Now we have a bunch of them together that people are familiar with. Scoff. Well, well, I don't disagree. Not, not because I, not, and that's not saying this is a huge fan of Avatar. I just right. I find it... I. I I just would never have the courage to predict anything was going to make $3 billion. Well, wow. While I don't disagree with Jeff's analysis, I think the new Dark Knight movie has a better chance. No. 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 No, well, and, no and I'll tell you why right now. If it's a new villain and it's not the Riddler. Which he says it's not. Which it he not says it's not. You know what? It can be as good as it wants. There are people who are going to be pissed. But there my are. kids are going to each pay to and see it. There are two times. But the Dark Knight. I mean, I love the Dark Knight. I think it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. I but agree. one of the reasons that it had the hype that it is because Heath Ledger died right before it. Yes. If, it, if he had not died, it would still done great. But I don't think it would have done. So as can well we hire somebody who's sick? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, can we get an actor with AIDS in here to try out for the Riddler, please? Sequels always do the, their opening weekend, and what they pull in the first few weeks is always based not so much on that film, but what the last film did. And if you look at X-Men 3, that movie made more... <gasps> I know, I know, I don't want to mention Scott, it. But no, Scott, no I just had a thought. What? Go ahead, finish. But right. no, in the first few weeks, X-Men 3 made more than any of the other subsequent or previous X-Men movies based on the strength of X-Men 2. That's true. Going into this third Dark Knight picture, there hasn't been a bigger superhero movie ever. And even though Heath Ledger's not in it, even if the Riddler's not in it, people mm-hmm. are going to go in saying, that last one was so damn good, mm-hmm. how do they top it? Maybe the villain will be blue and have a tail. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. And, uh, and I kind of disagree with you, Jimmy, about whether he, if, if Heath Ledger had not have died, it would not have been as big. I, I really think that that was like one of the defining performances of, of his career, and, and he would have uh, you know, sailed on. And, and Oh, he, that was... 
the beginning. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's what's going to make him a star. I, I hate to, uh, but I just think that yeah. you had so much hype around it on the news and on every paper and everything saying this is his last performance. There was kind of a ghoul factor. I remember yeah. that. Yes, th- there there is, and and I think that it's Heath Ledger and the Joker that sold Dark Knight. I don't think. And here's why I say, if it's not the Riddler, if it's not a recognizable villain, if it is Tom Hardy, who you might remember as evil Picard clone from Nemesis. That's right. <laughs> but he was really good. In, in his favor, he was really good in Inception. Without that villain to sell us on the movie, what do we have to sell us on the next Dark Knight movie? It's the, Batman. The, 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 the progress of the last one. You know what? I hate to tell you, but people don't love Christian Bale as, as Batman as much as people might think. Oh, I agree. They don't, and that's what you're going to sell this movie on? I don't I think, think so. I, I like him, but I like Michael Keaton probably I, just as yes. much. I, I, I like him more. Again, it's a good thing my daughter is in Florida because she would so bitch slap yes. me right now. Fuck all y'all. I'll agree with uh, that, but I think... Job. I'm an excellent Batman. Fuck you. That's right. I will smack you upside the head. I think like we should I, do a whole show like this. Like I do my wife. I think so. I will crush you. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'll, I think Nolan has as much of a reputation on the line, and people know him as an auteur, mm-hmm. and... They went in droves to see Inception. Who was this did, Nolan but, of whom you but not, to, but, but not Bonzo Gonzo. But I do agree with you about you. if you're following up a, a major villain like Joker, someone who is recognizable, you do need a recognizable villain, and I predict it will be Catwoman. Oh, God. They, they have to. They have to. Yeah. I think or, that's or, what's I Julie hope, I Newmar doing. I hope he's lying, and it is the Riddler. I hope he's lying too. I hope he's just trying to throw people mm. off. But that, that would be—it's—it's it's like I've always said. I want the Riddler, and I want him to create elaborate saw-like yeah. traps and stuff, you know, to uh, to catch. And that's people. perfect for yeah. Nolan's universe. Mm, exactly. I'm, I'm just casting Catwoman in my mind. Sorry. Oh. Casting her or undressing her? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes. Start starting with Chris, Christina Hendricks and working from there. Oh, she couldn't do the acrobatics. I love her dearly. I don't but, care. But she is stunt woman. Stunt woman. Yeah, I don't she, care. She is. She is. Uh, she is not a woman of action. Crayola generated imagery. Oh, there you go. That's true. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I think anyway, Batman so. versus zombies. I, I has it. Oh. I'm sure oh, it's been done. The Walking yeah. Batman. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because the new previous book. Comics previews came out this week, and one of the things that IDW is doing, I think it's February's comics, maybe it's January's comics that they're soliciting. All the IDW books have their characters versus zombies, including Star Trek. Star, Star Trek, Trek versus, versus zombies? zombies? Oh, oh, my God. Is it Kirk? See, it's, I was it's, Spock, say. it's Spock, and he's got a phaser, and there's a zombie hand right in front oh, of it. He can't uh, do the neck bench on the zombie. Oh, I, I thought that it, you meant Kirk as the zombie. This because of his extreme acting abilities. This is actually making me think of something I was thinking about earlier is that with this thing with zombies, I, I love zombies, but I think it's going to get to the point where it's the next vampire. Uh, and, yeah. and I, if it's not already there. Except I read something, maybe it was Matt Roush, I can't remember, talking about how zombies are the only ones, you know, there's no angst involved. You don't fall in love with a zombie. You will, you will, you, you will. You know, people will try. Yeah, that, that's the next. I'm telling you, that's the next thing is romantic zombies. And, ooh, and who could, I mean, ooh. Well, zombie love. I think God, I'm blanking on the name of a movie that was at my Sundance oh. where it? someone fell in love with a zombie. And oh, uh, you're right. I cannot think of the name. Well, well, don't forget, don't forget about my boyfriend's back. That's right. 
There's your romantic zombie movie, and I'm way ahead of its time. Yeah, I I really need to get on that and they write. Need make, I, well, I need to write the well. They'll remake. reboot it. Yeah, yeah. We'll remake it. Reboot it. My boyfriend's back. Yep. Uh, well, and and while we're on the subject of zombies, uh, by the time that people hear this, the first episode of The Walking Dead will have been seen on AMC. Now I heard you on the radio that you didn't like that first one as much as you liked the second one. I really no, no, liked the I, first one. I liked the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm. So, what I was doing was trying to lower people's expectations because I have been just squeeing about this yeah, series. Uh, so I wanted to let people know the right. first episode is your it's your setup show. It's not you know you're going in with high expectations. It is awesome, but it's the setup show. Remember that. But that second episode, the one which that's on by the way next week. Do you remember the title of the second one? Guts. Guts, and it's really appropriate <laughs> yes. on two levels. Yeah, because well, if because you, there if, there are well, guts, and then you have to have some guts. But don't spoil but, it. Now. Oh my God, it's so gross. Blech. But if you read the comic book, the first uh, six episodes uh, issues, six, yeah. you know what we're talking about, and oh, yeah. they do it, and it's beautiful. It's <laughs> astonishing. I'm stoked. It's it was just. And I, so I know good. I keep saying this. This will be. I think it's it's already online, but it'll be in the paper. Well, it, by the time this is on, this will have been in the paper on Friday. What are newspapers? These are <laughs> completely not my kind of show. Oh, I, I would know. Never you, in a million. Oh, I mean, you, you I, I remember when we were working at that former employer, not to be named, and the idea came up for the Walking Dead. TV show, and I told you how excited I was, and you looked mortified. I, yeah, I was, I mean, and I really liked it. I mean, I don't know what better recommendation I can give it mm-hmm. than this is a show that I have every reason to hate, and I really liked okay. it. Um, did, by the way, did Frank Darabont di- direct both episodes, the first and I, second? I the first one, but I'm I, not sure. I don't I'm remember. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but that second episode, to me, is just some of the best TV that I've seen, and uh, if, while we're on the subject of TV and zombies, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it or not on uh, BBC oh, America. Oh, the IFC. Uh, oh, no. IFC. I mean, yeah, yeah Dead Set. Did what you, did you think of did that? Did you see that? I didn't see the whole thing. I'm I... only two episodes in now. I got them in my TiVo, and and I I love the idea. I like the idea more than I like the execution. It's but, Walking hmm. Dead meets Big Brother. Big Brother. And maybe oh, you know. And you know what? Maybe that's what turned me off. Is I so hate the whole Big Brother concept that <laughs> well. It, let me explain it to these guys because they're not sure what we're talking about. Right. It's you know because Big Brother in in Britain is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It is just gigantic. It, it, it's, it's it's American Idol for yeah. yeah. It's it's just gigantic. And then and, Brits is weird. And when people are kicked out of the Big Brother house, there's crowds, there's throngs of people outside the studio. Right. <laughs> and so they take us into the Big Brother house and the behind the scenes and on the show and all that. Well, while the show is going on, the zombies happen. Like twenty eight days later, zombies. Okay. It, it, it almost to me looked like they wanted it. They wanted you to kind of think that it took place in that world. In that world, you know, and, and so it's like power goes out, and but but the guys inside the Big Brother house don't know. They don't know what's going on, and it, it the infestation slowly works its way into the Big Brother house, <laughs> and that's as far as I've gotten. But it. It's a great idea. I hope it follows through. It's, I, I've only seen the first couple, so yeah. I mean, I I liked it, but not. It, it's it, not. It's not Walking Dead. No, quality, it's not. Walking is Dead. it a limited series or is it yeah. ongoing? Five, yeah, five oh, episodes. Oh, so it's that's it. Yeah, five okay. episodes. So seek them out if you're a zombie fan. I now I will. If it were an ongoing series with that premise, I would have. Yeah, no. poo pooed it. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a mini series, five episodes. So well, do you like? Funny. Somebody posed this question to me the other day. Do you like the fast zombies or the slow zombies? 
It really depends. Uh, it depends on the the, mm-hmm. the show. It, it, like the fast zombies work for Dead Set, but the slow zombies in Walking Dead work too because they're they're not really slow. They're not really. Yeah, s- they have both no. kind of. They yeah. bur- they have bursts of speed and every now and, and then. And their strength in numbers and my god, there's numbers. Oh. Overwhelming numbers, <laughs> just like the comic. I'm sure. Just amazing to see hundreds and hundreds of zombies on the street at once. You know, coming you know, after I a guy l- on a I horse. I've said it before, but it deserves saying again for when the zombie aco- the apocalypse actually happens. Mm-hmm. If you see all these cars coming out of a city and you don't see any on the roads into the city, don't go into that city, okay? It's <laughs> yeah. just a good idea, I think. I'm looking for some more uh, TV stuff here while we're on the subject of TV. I don't know if you guys heard about this. The Doctor Who fans were up in arms. Because they're shooting in Utah? No, that too. Uh, But because, uh, you know, the the legend of the the Doctor Who mythos has always been uh, he can only regenerate 13 times. Right, right. And we're on our 14th one or 15th one, whatever, however. No, he's on the, they're on the 11th. They're on the 11th. Oh, sorry. Well, I guess they threw in some line on not even a Doctor Who show, but uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Which is a kid's show, which yeah. why anybody worries about it being Canaan is beyond me. They uh, they threw in there that uh, uh, the Doctor just kind of tosses off a line saying along the lines of, I can I can regenerate as many times as I want. <laughs> See, I don't want my show to end. I haven't I haven't watched that episode, but like reports I've read about it is like he was telling a kid as a reassurance, like, don't worry about it, it's okay, I'll live as long as I need to. You know, like, on a kid's show, which... Oh, as long as you believe in me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the people who are going to be upset yeah. about Grandma. this are the ones yeah. who would be most inclined to be upset if the show stopped. Yes. Well, and, and, and my answer to them is this. You're upset that the Doctor's immortal. Um, at least they didn't bring up midichlorians, so please shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got it there? See, yeah. I don't mind either, midichlorians or the Doctor being immortal. Brian, <laughs> Brian shut the fuck up. I'm really getting into Doctor Who, though. It's really good. It is, uh, it's is—it's been pretty good, I understand. I, I haven't been watching it, but I, I hear it's very good. Uh, a couple more TV things. Uh, sadly, oh. Scott Pierce. Sad news. Oh. oh, I'm not sad these days. I'm happy. Even though Caprica was canceled? Oh, well, that made me sad. As a matter of fact, yes, I, I did actually blog about that and say that I haven't seen my son yet, but he's going to yell at me <laughs> because it's my fault. Your well, fault, Dad. All, all I can say is poor Eric Stoltz is having a shitty week. But he did. I mean, you know, first of all, his the Caprick against Cam. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the Back to the Future stuff was released, <laughs> yeah. I and, love this. and everybody's talking about how he, you know, oh, he was recast because he was awful. <laughs> you know, he and, just didn't get it. And 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 then we're hearing about other things he tried out for and was awful. <laughs> and now his show Caprica is canceled. But well, he did direct an awful. episode of Glee. He just stopped being awful. Lucky mm-hmm. him. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he was so awful, they knocked him out at the start of Anaconda, and he spent the rest of the movie in a coma. <laughs> Anaconda. That's how good What does this tell you? The irony of it is, and, and I, this isn't necessarily bad news, but Caprica was conceived at least in part because sci-fi didn't want outer space shows. Right. So... They found a way to do a Battlestar Galactica show that wasn't an outer space show. Yeah, and people and, didn't support it. And people didn't support it. And huh. now, hopefully, we're going to go ahead with the well, Blood, and, Blood Chrome. and Chrome, which I love the title. I don't know if it'll stay that way, but I do love the title, <laughs> which is the prequel set in the first Cylon War. It's young Commander Adama. Young Command, not as young as he was in uh, Caprica, obviously, but because then that would be some stupid Star yeah. Wars movie. It, it is true, <laughs> though. You know, now that you mentioned it. You guys it, are taking the gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now that you mention it, the whole sci-fi, you know, we don't just do space shows thing. That's true. I didn't even think about well, that. Well, you know, it was a big mistake. For a long wasn't time, it? they yeah, they they were openly antagonistic and mm-hmm. did not want to do. All right. <laughs> what do you uh, and then uh, one more uh, quick thing here. Uh, November 3rd, if you're listening to this after November 3rd, you won't be able to see it. There is a, uh, a Biography Channel two-hour Star Trek-focused documentary. <laughs> that, <laughs> Mr. Pierce, you will love this too. The Captains of the Final Frontier. Yes, I have seen that. Uh, well, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware. Now, this is, this is not William Shatner's uh, The Captains documentary about the actors. This is sort of a, uh, a bio channel right. documentary that focus on the fictional characters not the actors Ooh. so uh but there you go even like, a woman who's who had swallowed helium commander chakote chakote uh, here's the thing though is that they're they're not including uh chris pine it's only oh. the tv ones and that oh. kind of bugs me uh, are they including archer yes oh that kind of bugs me See now are they going to be will it be uh, 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 will they go from the first one to the last one, or will it be? I don't know. Within the, you know, will Archer, Archer, Kirk? Kirk yeah, I don't know. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, we got our TV th- stuff in. Marcus is going to join us here in a moment. Marcus, and, uh, and uh, we'll. Uh, oh, hey, and then we're going to head in and see Tron in a moment. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Geekshowpodcast.com welcoming a uh, special guest from uh, Salt Lake Acting Company. Your name, sir? David Fetzer. David? Yes. The, it's, it's a sci-fi play? Yeah. I know it's called Boom. Tell me about it. Boom. Well, essentially the premise is it's uh, 65 million years in the future from the year 2010, where... Uh, you know, I, I know you're an actor and everything, but for dramatic effect, you should say, in the future! Oh, okay, try that. Okay. It's, it's a little bit more... Okay, here no, we go. Just, go ahead, David. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're, uh, you're yeah. in the future. You're in the future. In the future. Very good. Uh, nah, it wasn't that good. I liked it. Okay. Understated. <laughs> There's a big old comet that hit the Earth and obliterated mankind in uh, 2010. And the play Boom tells the story of the comet hitting Earth and of the two people who survived and supposedly repropagated the Earth. Oh, okay. But there's a, there's a twist, as there always is, always should be. So it's now now you're in the play. You're the, you're the star of the play, right? Yes, sir. So it's you and one other person. Yeah, I mean, yeah, co-star. Yeah, assuming that that person is female, because we are repropagating. Yeah, you are correct. So so, how much can you tell me without giving away the plot? You you're you're in a a bomb shelter or? Yeah, we are, and, and there's actually a third uh, character as well. So that there are three people in the play. But if I told you too much about the third character, I would be giving a lot away. So. Uh, but that's fine. It can be mysterious, and and that's an incentive for people to just come and check it out. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, here on on Geek Show, we're big fans of the spoiler. Ah, but oh. ah, you know, well, so I'll leave it up to you. I, I. Well, I'm gonna look at my, and she's nodding, so I can't. Okay, so, right, so spoiler so. alert. Spoiler. Give me, okay. give me just a little. Bit. I'm just, I'm just gonna lay it all out there. Just enough to get me hooked. All right. So, all right. Uh, the the character that I play. And, and the girl I play opposite are uh, the two people who were preserved in this bomb shelter mm-hmm. in the year 2010, which was 65 million years ago. Of course. Now, the the <laughs> third person is a lady. She uh, she is uh, basically presenting our story in the context of... Huh. So she's in, she's 65 million years in the future. Yes. So she, yes. And, and she's telling the story there of you, go. you two. You. 
mm-hmm. and how it happened. Correct. And, and we are acting out what occurred 65 million years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. All uh, right. But we are basically a display in uh, a museum, some museum we don't know much about. Uh, and, you know, some, you know, history museum, natural history museum, 65 million years in the future. And we are that display that, you know, that talks about when the comet hit way back then and <laughs> and uh, the uh, the disposition of the lady who, who what's the word I'm looking for? She's, the, what is she, a, a guide? She's not a guide. She's like a, a curator or curator. An educator? Nah. Yeah, or yeah, a... okay, let's, let's stick with educator. Right. Yeah, the, the one who knows all about this uh, event. Uh, it seems from her demeanor that everybody is totally not interested in this. Sort of like if we went to a museum now and had to learn about the Big Bang or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I've heard it but, before. But this, but this is the re-origin of the species, so to speak. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Now, I get the feeling that these two who are locked up in this uh, bomb shelter or mm. whatever it is, probably not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, compatible with <laughs> each other. There you go. Uh, I yeah. imagine it's the old, if you were the last man on Earth thing. You got it. So, because your uh, character's kind of a geek, I guess. as the story goes, yes, my character he he's very into science, and so he doesn't have much of a social life, and mm-hmm. so he doesn't know any girls, uh, and so what he does is he just puts out a random thing on Craigslist uh, to solicit somebody to come to his bomb shelter. He promises a night of fantastic sex, and. Uh, she arrives, the comet hits, and then it turns out that she just is not into it at all. And so that's the drama of the play. So, they, so <laughs> even after they, even after she finds out that everyone mm-hmm. is dead but, but you guys, right? she still doesn't, she, the hell with the human race, She's right? She's just not it. And, and, you know, geeks have that, geeks have that effect on women. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they yes. mean it when they say, if you were the last man on earth. They mean that. They're right. not just, that's just not hyperbole with them. No, it's quite true. Well, this uh, this sounds like a great play, and uh, it's at Salt Lake Acting Company. What's the what are the run dates for the for the play? When 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 can we see this? And, and can I buy tickets now? Damn it! So is it November fifth? November fifth. November fifth. November third. November third through December fifth. Okay, I believe you. November third through December fifth. <laughs> so it's playing through December fifth. Yeah, you Salt go. Lake Acting Company. Yes. And we just go it's to uh, what's what's the website to get Salt tickets? Dot org, Salt Lake Acting yeah. Company dot org. Mm-hmm. and it's now it's a funny play. We want we will it is it's it's a riot because <laughs> it, it it sounds like I I love the whole last man on earth scenario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and, and you is, know not to give it away. It sounds like he convinces her that they need to. Although it gets into that whole, you know, that means that their kids would be. Oh, oh so okay. That's the main twist. We can't that's do. yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's that that the that there is one I mean, thing that I'm just yeah. not divulging that I. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like biblical. That's yeah. oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, uh, a date night. <laughs> I would say that right. geeks geeks should bring their reluctant girlfriends, the ones who are on the edge right now. About to, I don't know if I can date him, and you know all that World of Warcraft stuff, and you know maybe I should. You should take those girls, and 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 I think by the end of the night, she'll be a little less iffy about dating a geek. I Am totally I right? concur. Yeah. Okay. Salt Lake Acting Company. It's called Boom. Go to saltlakeactingcompany.org and uh, good luck with the with the play. Thanks. I'm sir. looking forward to seeing it. Cool. 
And we are back. Uh, we've just received word. We are here at, uh, for Tron Night. It's uh, Jordan Yay. Commons at uh, the IMAX Theater. And uh, oh, Marcus has joined us. Hello, Thanks sir. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. Yay. Appreciate it. You're like Prophet Elijah. We always leave yeah. out a mic for you. Thanks. Like Prophet Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the empty, tiny uh, Tim chair at the... Yes. Uh, uh, in, oh, when and he I visits the future. And I see a chair at the end of the table <laughs> uh, in the basement where Marcus once we was. We like you more now that you're official American. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have papers now. That's right. Uh, but we have just heard that uh, we're going to go in, so we're going to do a 10-minute segment here, and then after our next break, we're going to come in and tell you all about the 20 or 25 minutes of Tron. The Trons. IMAX 3D Tron Legacy that we are going to see, and no one is more excited than Scott Pierce. <laughs> Because he just loves <laughs> Tron. You know what's going to happen is I'm probably going to like it, and then it'll be just I'll be boring. Hey Scott, <laughs> Scott, yeah. can you give us your review of the first Tron? <laughs> what What did you like about it? There was nothing. <laughs> I was so bored. All I remember is the stupid little bikes and the lights, and it it reminded me of I, that I remember, light bright thing I'll, that they used to advertise. I'll be on honest TV. with you. I remember the video game more than I do the movie. Okay. <laughs> But I, I would say that the Tron Legacy, Tron Legacy is to Tron what an Xbox is to Pong. Yeah, it's just it's advanced, and so to go back and revisit that world, as boring as it was when it when 16 bits was the yeah. limit of imagination. Now you think, well, wow, how much has this world grown now that computers have it really, grown? It really, it really does. Probably sense. the most insulting thing I could say about it is that there are times when I kind of confuse it with the black hole. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It's like the, retar- the retarded cousin no. you never want to talk well, about. Well, <laughs> how did, who, do, who described the robots of the black hole? I think somebody did it. Just they look like Mickey Mouse in a trash can. Mickey Mouse in a trash can. That's what they <laughs> look like, seriously. <laughs> well, and, and in Tron, the first Tron's defense, it really was the first crayon-generated imagery movie. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a lot of money, so they had to fill time with some boring character stuff. And yes, it does take an hour to 70 minutes to get us into that world. Uh, I, it does make sense that it's time to uh, to revisit it, though. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. right with the technology the way it is. It's uh, too bad they didn't have any any money left over to hire a writer. Oh, <sighs> man! Well, they got them this time, <laughs> Scott. So shut up. Shut up, Scott. Yeah, they got Pixar writers. They actually. <laughs> Disney's rocking it out this time, so they are. Well, let's uh, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, something that we can all agree on: Muppets. Yep. Oh. Okay. Is that it time awesome. to play the music and light the lights? Actually, no. This, oh, this, get started. this is a, gr- a, a great little idea that, that uh, they've oh, got I know here. what this is. The Happy Time Murders. Yes. Hmm. Yes, Muppets. I love it. <laughs> and Murders. I love it. Uh, it's The Happy Time Murders, a comedy thriller written by Tom Berger, directed by Brian Henson. Uh, it's at Lionsgate. And what it is is a, uh, a dark and adult story featuring Muppets. How is it at Lionsgate since Disney bought the Muppets? It's not the actual it's Muppets. Not the it's, actual it's the Muppets. Hens- It's the Henson It's company. the Happy Time, oh. the Happy Time Sesame Street kind mm-hmm. of show there in the movie that they're. Mm-hmm. So it's like Meet the Feebles. Uh, I guess a Happy uh, Time takes place in a world where humans and puppets coexist. So think. Uh, it's, it's, it's like it's Avenue Q. Roger Rabbit. It's Roger Great. Rabbit Great in the eighties. With puppets. Puppets are viewed as second-class citizens when the puppet cast of an 80s children's TV show called The Happy Time Gang (laughs) begins to get murdered one by one. A disgraced LAPD detective-turned-private-eye puppet with a drinking problem (laughs) uh, takes on the case with his former human partner. I know who did it. 
So they're just... <laughs> it was Greg the Bunny. Warren the Ape. Warren yeah. the Ape, I would suspect. <laughs> they describe it as Avenue Q meets L.A. Confidential. Or, 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 or what was the turtle character that sounded kind of retarded? Crayons taste purple. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sound retarded really well. So Thank you, I try. Yeah, good. Uh, oh, hey, while Marcus is here, I, I, I want you to squee a little bit about these uh, DVDs that you got. Uh, oh. The Alien uh, package. Oh, if you have that. not bought the Alien <laughs> Blu-ray, first of all, um, I, I found out a couple months ago that Danny hadn't seen the Alien movies. Oh, you must have so enjoyed watching it with her. The thing was, is that I said, you have to wait until Blu-ray. I have them on DVD. I said, you have to wait. We put in Alien. I have to say, I've never seen, I've never seen the movie this way. Like, all of the little details that they did to make everything look aged, and all of the, the darkness, and the, 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 there's nine levels of black in one shot, not a single one is green or pixelated. It, I've never seen these movies look so good. It's, still, they stand up as some of the best movies ever made. They're so good. Now, the first four discs are each of the movies, both with the original theatrical releases and the 2003 special editions that came out with the quadrilogy years and years ago. Disc, four, or disc five is an in-depth breakdown of every one of the movies uh, from p- pre-production to post-production. Um, the sixth disc is all of the archives, script readings, cast auditions, 65 hours of extras in total. <laughs> 65 hours of extras. And the thing is, is now that you go back and you watch and you see how intricate each one of these these sets and how they use practical effects you just want to go back and say i want to see how they did everything mm-hmm. i want to see how everything was done and we couldn't wait once alien was done to watch how it was done and then aliens comes along we want to see how that's done it's it may be the greatest blu-ray packaging ever it's well, I, it's just that good my biggest the, the, question though is how, how many times did you scream and did you have to like alien yeah there was both of us were Oh God! Like that, the, the, the the part where uh, Tom Skerritt turns around, the aliens oh, like gotcha. It, 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 it still got me. The shot of there's the shot that I had never actually noticed mm-hmm. where uh, Harry Dean stands standing there and the water's coming down. Oh, that's down, a great scene. And he, it pans up and the aliens just swinging over him. Yeah, yeah. And you don't. <laughs> and, you, and you just kind of hear it. you kind of hear the chains going. Ch- yeah, and you, the, the alien hiding in the walls, the alien just just a flash of its head, and 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 the way that they lit that, and and it really, I think gives credibility and, and let's face it name another series that had that prolific line of directors ever mm-hmm. i mean uh, from ridley scott to james cameron to david fincher to jean-pierre Jeunet, it, uh, the pedigree of those directors is amazing each one of those people within and, the con- and joss whedon scripting the fourth right and with <laughs> even within the construct of that of the st- each one Alien 3 is a very Fincher-esque movie. Mm-hmm. Alien Resurrection is very Jean-Pierre Jeunet. It's very camera. Like they, they're all their signatures, and it's just so great to see those movies as they were meant to be seen and have never been seen before like this. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I, I had the same kind of reaction to the, the Back to the Future movie. Oh, like that, which is I, I another started, good one. Kat and I were watching Back to the Future 2, because I'll say it now because this is past Halloween. I'm going to be Marty McFly from 2015. And nice. I've, already, I've already built a hoverboard and all this kind of stuff. Aren't you like three feet too tall? Yeah. (laughs) Cat and I I don't have Parkinson's either. Um, Yet. (laughs) Yeah, shit. I just fucking jinxed myself. Um, Yeah, your future's pretty shaky, too. When you're suffering from Parkinson's, you can watch the 65 hours of extras (laughs) on the (laughs) alien. But we were were watching the sets of of the two when they go to 2015 and how much fun they would have had making the costumes. And and you could never see it before in the background. We threw in the first one, uh, just Back to the Future. And when he gets to the 50s, the colors, the crisp 
crispness, the, yeah. the, 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 just the detail that, that Zemeckis put in, uh, how every car looked like it had just been washed. Yeah. The very 50s, every, the, the color scheme. It, it, it's stunning what they did with those films. And the, the Eric Stoltz footage is pretty cool to watch. <laughs> I love watching It's it. pretty cool. <laughs> we talked about how awful he was. He's had a rough week. By the way, did you guys see, how, did you guys see that moment I, I, on the Scream Awards when Michael J. Oh, Fox yeah. came Oh, out? yeah. The Spike, Spike TV had the Scream Awards, and they, had, you know, they would have these little cast of Lost. But um, Michael J. Fox and, and uh, Christopher Lloyd. Although, did they have to have David goddamn Spade get out of the car? They, should, they should have had them get out of the Ugh. car. Yeah. Although David Spade did a pretty good Michael J. Fox impression, like he did a pretty good. He's been running with that for like fifteen yeah. years. It's, <laughs> it's, but I mean, that was a cool moment, and and uh, Bill Murray is Peter Venkman. Hate David yeah. Spade. Yeah. Hate David Spade. <laughs> but to, one thing to, uh, that I was going to mention about Aliens yes. going back and seeing that ship and seeing the seeing the gunner in the sh- in the it, it, just knowing that they're going to tell that story that Ridley Scott's now going to go back and tell the story of what happened and pre <laughs> set that. I want to see it. Well, I've got a story about that uh, coming up, we're, but we've got a break. Mm, so we're going to go and see uh, the Trons. Some, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, 20 oh boy, oh or 25 minutes of Tron on so IMAX after these in 3D. Messages in Tron. Yes. Uh, we'll, uh, so after Tron Legacy, we'll be right back. <laughs> Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. Or it'll show our softer, more warm and cuddly sides as we agree and live in a utopian state of well-being. You know, either way, you'll hear everything you'd want to know about the latest theatrical movies and the occasional DVD and Blu-ray releases. So, before you have the bright idea to spend any form of currency on the latest M. Night Shyamalan disaster, or if you're just debating whether that latest comic book adaptation is worth your hard-earned cash, check out the Big Movie Mouth Off for our expert, albeit cynical, advice. This delectable digital delight can be found on Comcast On Demand in the Utah local section or wherever beta tapes and later discs are sold. You know, I really need to update my video library. Also, be sure to friend the Big Movie Mouth Off on Facebook for your chance to win free swag, pass it to the press screening that will be attended by yours truly. And we promise to keep the bickering to a minimum while inside the theater. I promise nothing. Everybody, it's Lee George Cade, geek show panelist and one half the creative team behind Grimleys.com. That's where you'll find an entire world of monsters and weird little creatures my wife and I, Rachel, make. Each and every Grimly is hand-crocheted, hand-painted, and 100% awesome. We make everything from sea monsters to mer-monkeys, and we don't stop there. We can make a custom Grimly of just about anything, so the next time you're struggling with what to get geeky Uncle Ned, how about a Grimly of him in a Trek costume? Grimleys.com also checks out all the coolness coming out of the Rebel Craft scene. Come check it out. That's G-R-I-M-M-L-E-I-G-H-S dot. Oh, yeah, make sure to friend us on Facebook. All right. <laughs> we just saw 20, 25 minutes of the new Tron movie, Tron Legacy. And for those of you who can see this on TV, that yawn was completely coincidental. Um, <laughs> that, uh, okay, uh, who, well, I think Jimmy should start because he is the biggest Tron fan at the table, although, although Marcus is... Uh, Rival, yeah, because they're both we'll, wearing Tron we'll outfits. Have, we'll have a disc fight. It's fine. Um, <laughs> a what? Oh wow! <laughs> oh disc. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, not, that's good. Well, if I'd have known it was that kind of party, I would have stuck my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> you are such All a. All right, dick. who? Uh, go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, I got chills. They're multiplying. 
And next two months is going to suck. <laughs> I, he, he was sitting four seats away from me, and I could hear him moaning. Holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> Olivia Wilde showed up, and seriously, uh, I heard an erection forming. <laughs> yep, yep. Forming? It blasted to the seat in front of me. <laughs> I, I feel like Jodie Foster at Contact. I just like, they should have sent a poet. <laughs> <laughs> they should, no words. Nicely put, son. I, oh, my God. I, I actually physically gasped. He was. I was sitting. When, there. When I was they, sitting when next the, to Marcus. When the when the the ship came down, the and I I just <gasps> I gasped. I, I couldn't help myself. I, for about five or ten minutes, I was a little almost in, disappointed because a lot of this what they showed at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, not to mention it, the it's 3D and on the IMAX. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when they started going into oh my god, the disc the, wars, the disc wars, and some of the light cycle scenes, Jesus. Mm. You may think you've seen disc wars, but. Disc Wars used to occur in 3D, like on the X, Y, and Z axis. Mm-mm. They added another dimension. Now they go up and down. Yeah. They the go up s- and the down stadium, now. The, uh, Even the storyline looks... I mean, they're working on it. I and bullshit. It's, it's good. What? You what? Can't, no. I'm not saying he's wrong, but I'm saying you don't know that. Because what? I thought it looked cool, no, they are but I cannot f- tell from what we saw if there's mm-hmm. plot. That's because you're old and you don't know what's going on. But oh, you, oh, 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 you, you are tell me that there away. was an emotional no. investment in that sequence no. between between Sam and his father. That you can see oh, the Sam God. and his father, and you can see between Sam and um, Alan played Alan. by uh, Bruce. They Box are Lider. making a story about a TV, father and son. If you can see that part on TV, that was my eyes rolling. I'm not saying. I'm saying that you have not seen enough to make that. I th- assessment. I, th- I think there's. Yes, I can. There's plenty to make inferences from. Can you I yes. inferences? Can oh, I just let's see? I saw a commercial. I know what the movie's going to be. I said I know what the movie's about. No, I said okay. that you can tell they're working on a story Scott, that the first one fa- didn't to have. To be fair, all right, uh, and and let's just. I'll just say this. I, I was sitting next to my wife, who has not seen Tron. Mm-hmm. Who uh, asked me what? What? Okay, so the, the younger. She was asking me questions. But throughout that entire thing, her mouth hung open, her eyes, she had chills. She said, she but told she me, married you. But the, thing was, she be? but the point is, is what I'm saying, what I'm saying uh, is, I'm sorry, whether, I, I, whether there is a big, elaborate, me. well-written plot or not, this is seriously going oh, to be I the greatest it, movie viewing experience that I think anybody's well, ever Well, you'll notice I only jumped in. I thought it looked fantastic. Right. I thought it looked really cool. I only jumped in when we started talking about when we, the, yes, we started talk, talking, talking about the plot, about the plot after 25 minutes of movie. I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm not saying it's not going to have a great plot. I'm just saying I didn't see enough to make Did this. I, Scott, Scott is being a critic and he's waiting until he up. sees the entire and thing. No, but wait. I'm being I, a critic too and from what I crappy saw. crappy one. No, fuck that. Fuck that, Scott. If you weren't making God, off. No, fuck that. Scott was making snarky comments to the whole fucking thing. Well, well, not even, not even paying attention. No, it was to the very not end. Even, not even paying attention. <laughs> I was staring at the screen. No, you were fucking making snarky comments. Not paying attention. You go in there with a negative attitude and you got Showed up All real right. good. This Why don't okay? We can, no okay. This is starting to, to get to personal. Be, to be to be fair, yes, they didn't reveal a whole lot of the plot. They didn't no. spoil any of the movie for me. But what I took away from this is, I mean, obviously the world of Tron looks amazing. Yeah. The 3D mm-hmm. is incredible. It this really is, is. I don't know if anybody else noticed this. Did you notice how? Beautifully symmetrical, all of the real world shots were the, sh- yeah. the, the, the yeah. cities and the, the pans down the stairs and these twists. Uh, and, 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 and oddly, the real world looks almost two dimensional. And it's not just because it is in 2D, 
but it looks so bland and featureless almost mm-hmm. as compared to the 3D world. It almost looked like a uh, like what uh, imagine what Fincher would do mm-hmm. with like the goon kind of you know what he's doing it, what it, he it, wants to do yeah, if they can ever get like, it off the ground. It seems like that, but those shots of the city and and uh, even just in his apartment and the, the 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 symmetry between him standing outside of his garage and yeah. Flynn. Kevin uh, Jeff Bridges in in the world standing outside his hideaway. The the entrances were the same. There was a lot of visual <laughs> symmetry. Compo- I'm worried about the little dog. Who's going to yeah, take care of the little adorable. dog? Oh, that was a cute Boston Terrier. <laughs> just, and then a great shot of a cute dog. Just a close up of the cutest <laughs> dog got, in the world. And he had a very symmetrical face. Yes. yes. And, and, and by the way, Marcus, I I could hear you. You were only oh, a couple of seats. Was, yeah. And I'm now worried for your wife that if she has a physical exam in the next couple of weeks, they'll think she's abused because of you grabbing her leg <laughs> and leaving bruises. <laughs> he was, oh, oh what well, a piece of relationship! No, I, I was right next to him, and he was, <laughs> he was, he was gasping. He was. Yes. Uh, it was a stunning. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it, was it was kind of fun because he and Jimmy were sitting so close to each other. It was like ooh ah ooh ah ooh ah. <laughs> it's like a uh, melodrama. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, I want to talk about this more in depth. On on the next show because Jimmy and I also saw 20 minutes of footage from the next Narnia movie and I kind of want to compare the two. It ain't no fucking Tron, I'll give you that right now. I think the Shut things up. from Tron Shut, could it. kill all those things from Narnia. <laughs> I don't know, they got Jeebus power in the Narnia. D- and was that, uh, uh, did I did I see that right, was that Daft Punk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the actual sequence? Oh yeah, it's Daft Punk, okay. yeah. And they have actually have a music video out on online right now. Okay, and Michael Sheen, show, just a yeah. quick fly with him. The, now who, who's the actor that plays uh, Kevin Flynn? That's Garrett Hedlund, who actually lost out to Chris Evans for Captain America. He's really so now quite he's Captain Tron. Yeah, he's really <laughs> quite good. And ladies, as my wife was walking out, she goes, "Can I just say this? Sam's hot." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's fine." I was looking at Olivia Wilde, so it's fair enough that we both. No, he's uh, he's no, he quite good, but and great. Olivia Wilde looks incredibly hot. I didn't know that was her from House. I didn't know that she was yeah. on that show. They they both acted circles around Box Lightner. <laughs> but that was a great and sequence too. See, that was the best part of the movie, the whole Babylon Five. So, so I think yeah. what I think what we've got here is uh, there's there's two Kevin Flynns mm-hmm. in the game yeah. in the grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is Clue. One is old, and one is is the young one, and the young one appears to be evil. Yep. Clue, is, clue is, is what I'm kind of getting. Yeah, here. Clue is evil. And uh, it was it was really astounding. All I can say is uh, definitely see it in IMAX and oh, 3D. Yeah. And, oh, it uh, was very cool. I mean, it was fantastically cool. And Jeff had an, an interesting comment as he was coming out. He says he feels sorry for the rest of the Christmas movies. Yep, I do. <laughs> oh, man, the Fockers movies is going to suck. No, well, but the, fact, the <laughs> fact that we get this, and then uh, one week later we get True Grit. Bridges and True Grit. Cone Brothers. And in and for those people that may not have heard, uh, the, the, this comes out on the 17th, mm-hmm. the day after Jeff Bridges is hosting Saturday Night Live for the first time by himself. And you know they're going to do a Tron sketch. Tron, I bet they do a Lebowski. big Lebowski. They, I mean, Ooh. but just the fact that Bridges is hosting Saturday Night Live is so... I know those writers are sitting around right now going, oh my God. <laughs> How can we use him? How can we use him? <laughs> I hope they do a Starman sketch, but <laughs> uh, Mr. Pierce, I would like to know what you thought because I thought, I thought what I saw was great. I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It I I just don't think that I saw enough plot for me to mm-hmm. decide that there was plot. But wait, is, was there more plot in from this that you can see compared to the first movie? Yes. See, and that's what I was saying. Yes, yes. Uh, now I want you to, and this is an assignment. 
you need to borrow Jeff's. You have it on DVD, right? Oh. I do. And you have to watch the original. Uh, homework. Homework That's <laughs> your homework. Uh, and then we're all going to go. I'm so behind on things I actually have to watch as opposed to crap. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then we're all going to go in December and we're going to see okay, it on the big I'll screen. See it all right? Can Scott and I just sit next to each other at Brewies for the November movie night? Because no, oh, yeah, night. yes, oh, actually, no. uh, yeah, actually, can we announce that? Well, yeah, oh, I think oh, we can. October, I don't yeah. think I can. Well, anyway. well, well, on the podcast itself, <clears throat> if I could remember what the last Sunday in November is, I I'll uh, I'll let you know. Somebody, somebody, look it up. Um, Marcus has got it here. Uh, it is twenty eighth. Is that like yes. right after Thanksgiving? Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. <laughs> so it's literally a, a month from today. Yep. All right. So the twenty eighth, we're showing Tron. Tron and what? The original Tron and... The Last Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're also making a sequel to. Which sort of is... I, I believe I have that on Blu-ray. Yeah, I think it did. Last yeah. Starfighter? Yeah, I think well, I have Last Starfighter. Show, we may have to borrow. If you show Tron first, it won't matter what the next movie is because everybody would be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been great to do that with the black hole. That would have been a fun... Uh, that's what I wanted. I, I, yeah. I, I kind of have a soft spot for the black hole, I have to admit. I, he has a soft black hole. I'm I was sorry. <laughs> Carrie has a soft spot for the black hole. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what I just heard. I just... Uh, wow. uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot the name of the actress that's the lead. I just uh, remember Maximilian. Yvette Mimieux. Yvette Mimieux. I thought she was just so hot. Was she, Roddy McDowell in that? No. He was the voice of Vincent. Yeah. Then. That's a robot. The Mickey Mouse robot. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I weighing in just I was telling Jimmy this earlier that this this could be and I'm not saying it is. I it looked amazing and it played so much on all of the nostalgia that I had for this movie that I was I had the chills and I was like electrified the entire time. But imagine and I love Phantom Menace, but imagine if they would have given us 20 minutes of Phantom Menace and just cut a sizzle reel of it together 2 months before Phantom Menace came out. I think we'd feel exactly the same way. Taking all of your Phantom Menace problems <laughs> aside, think about all the best parts of it. Yep. Well, but, like well, I said, yeah, there was a good 20 minutes yes, of that movie. But, oh, but, there was but, a good but, hour but, and 20 but, minutes but, of that so movie. But, but, yeah, no, 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 no. But my God, I would hope that Tron, Le- the rest of Tron Legacy we're going to see doesn't have a fucking crayon-generated imagery version of Jar Jar Binks in it. I think I Jar Jar just saying, the disc I game. Think, I think Jar Jar looks He's more real than, than the lo- young Flynn in this movie. No, but I, I will say this, though. I will say that I think that the, the world of Tron that they've created... Mm-hmm. In and of itself, just just the shots of, of a ship flying over a city is enough to... When you're watching this in IMAX, you're watching this in 3D, it's a very immersive world. And I, I just want to see more. I just want to see buildings. I just want to see streets. Yeah. I want to see th- th- that world expand in front of my eyes. And, and, not to, and then if they throw in a great light cycle and a fight, or they, you know, and they do, that's fine. But I'm just astounded at this world they've created. Well, that's my thing. I'm... Nostalgia is going to carry me all the way through this. I'm sure. probably going to like it one way or the other. And that moment in Flynn's arcade where he's in the office with that couch where mm-hmm. all the scenes with Flynn happened in the first movie, oh. like I was just, oh my God, that's the with couch. Journey playing. Actually, can I give props to uh, Megaplex Theaters and their Jordan Commons complex? That stereo, when Separate Ways by Journey came on, I could feel that in my bones. Dad I'm, made an interesting comment. She goes, "It's interesting that they chose separate ways. It's kind of it's it's kind of telling, you know. Uh, we, we went our separate ways, uh, and then sweet dreams are made of this. Came on as he's going into the. Gr- it's it. I I wonder if those music cues were completely. I mean, I'm sure they were completely yeah. intentional. <laughs> oh, but yeah. it, it was kind of a telling moment. 
As I was watching it, I kept seeing like because they've got an aerial sequence. Apparently, they've got light cycles. They've got a little Tonka light cycle truck. You know, like and I kept seeing toys, toys, toys. I oh. hope we get. A, I hope we get a tank battle. Oh, speaking of toys, oh, I can't saw them down there below. Speaking of toys, what is that under your microphone stand, Jimmy? This is a Tron disc. That, <laughs> that, he painted, <laughs> that he painted with glow-in-the-dark paint. I bought glow-in-the-dark paint, which was more than the disc itself. <laughs> so I could play in the dark. This is a totally yeah. serious question. Okay. Jimmy, did yes. you see this in a theater? I mean, the original? No. Because you're not old enough to no, I was. It. I was still okay. swimming in my dad's balls. Okay. <laughs> swimming to backstroke. See, and I saw it in a theater. I did, too. At the, I probably old. at the Sarah, probably. like I did. Yeah, I, it was at the Sarah, as a matter of fact, because all the Disney movies opened <laughs> well, at the Sarah. Well, you know, well, Scott, no, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the original. The, there was a theater in, in Atlanta that did play it once in the theater, so it's not, you know. Yeah, no, was, I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. Well, what year did it come out? 82. So I was like an F in college. That's why separate <laughs> ways. Mm-hmm. So you're already bored with life. Yeah, because that, that was a good reason. Really dreams were crushed. Yeah, 1982. Negative, well, and I just wanted everyone to die. I, I think I saw Tron at first when I was six, and, and no matter how boring the movie was, it was like, oh my God, they're in a video game. Yeah, They're in a video game. Mm-hmm. Well, and what was nice for those of us who were old enough to go to it when it was in theaters and, and actually play video games, they had the stand-up game, too. To be fair, Scott, I... I, I Go back and you watch Tron. Yes, it is. It oh, is that first hour was it boring. Doesn't, it doesn't hold up as well as as other films from from that generation. Uh, but I I think I think that you're probably the problem is is that you know I I was. Seven, See, eight. See, that's the difference. And I was, was bored by it when I was twenty-two, sure, but sure. I wasn't six or eight. So right, it's, and I, it's I visual nostalgia. That's yeah. just you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing the upgraded version of my childhood, which is you know, it's 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 pretty cool. And I, but yeah, I, well, I admit that, that first movie was very light. And they they were talking about it. You know, it was just. But going on that going on that updated version of your childhood, though, mm-hmm. I, I I think I can speak for Jeff when uh, when we didn't care how crappy the first Star Trek movie was. Oh dear God, no! When you saw the Enterprise up there on the big screen and yeah. all pretty and everything, we we got chills. You know, so <laughs> it, I I know what you're going through with it, that. It, it, exactly, but I, then then when they flew around it for 20 minutes with Kirk in his underoos, I got didn't. I still I still was jacking off. I was still <laughs> no 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 no. I, well, I should I should correct myself. Now when I watch it and the flying around the Enterprise for 20 minutes sure. with Kirk yeah. and his Although I was, I was 19 when that came out and my sister was like 17 and I took her and she leaned over to me and said this is yeah. And it was, but I was too caught up in the visuals. But, but I'm I like, was, there's, yes. there's my favorite I, thing in nothing, the world. You, could, you couldn't have talked me down from that movie because yeah. it was Star Trek. Yeah. When, I was, when I was young, I remember watching the Superman versus Bad Superman junkyard fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Superman 3 a hundred times. Just I because when the meat came out of the grind, I was like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah, Superman's fighting Superman, Richard Pryor. Like, and, but now I, I can't even No, you can't, can't look at stomach it. that film. You can't look at it. Yeah. Quest right. for Peace was on the other day, and I remember liking that as a child. So yeah, I know what you're saying. But this Ooh. movie, let's just say that Tron Legacy, even as a standalone, is going to be a stunning movie experience. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think I agree with Jeff. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the money maker. And I don't Christmas. think oh. that you need to see the other one, and I think you almost might be better off. Than that. Yeah, I no. I think that's a good recommendation. And you're, you're just trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's trying. Dad, Dad, we have a date, and, and he and he's trying to crap on our movie night. <sighs> can Can we also say that perhaps? I, I don't think there's another. Any other movie needs needs dare apply for the best visual effects Oscar this year. Oh yeah, oh, God, absolutely. No, no, just don't yeah. even bother. Yeah, just just give it to him now. What about the one that made Jessica Alba naked? 
You know, oh, machete? <laughs> yeah, if you see Ooh. best visual effects, machete. For making Jessica Alba naked. We're nominating ten films now for best picture. It's got a shot. That's true. That is true. And on that note, uh, anything before we uh, close this one up? And I love Jimmy. I love you, Scott. I do. Oh, it's just such fun to argue. Make up. Yeah. Family gets gets back together quick. All right. Uh, well, thank well, you. well, well, before uh, I leave, it's, uh, there's a great movie that comes on Blu-ray for, for that Karen needs to watch. I still want to watch it with you. It's Toy Story Three. Toy Story Three. Mm-hmm. You are not seeing it with me. <laughs> I am watching it alone. No, Jimmy. Lone Jimmy. Box of tissues. Alone yep. with a big box of tissues. Oh God, you are. Have you still not blubber. seen it? I still have not seen it because oh I didn't want to cry in public, and I will. You breathe through well, your mouth. Well, if you're gonna cry. Doesn't you just help. Breathe through it doesn't help. We'll hear the whales help. across the valley. You will. Now. You will. I, that's that's the only reason I think doing all the episodes of Walking Dead on the big screen might be bad, <laughs> is because that that the books are so depressing, and I've found myself almost crying now. And put them in a, a television show in a theater full of geeks, that might cause problems. I think that, we'll be fine. That, that's why I showed up movies right. so people yeah. can drink away their sorrows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. That's uh, that's it. Thank you very much, you guys. Uh, thanks for uh, Tron Night. I want to thank uh, Aaron Evans at Love Communications for making it happen, and, uh, <laughs> and Disney, of course. So uh, that's it. Tron Moreham. <laughs>